Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to make some announcements before we uh, get started. Um, we, I'm trying to get everybody out uh, earlier today, but things have taken a little bit longer with the other stuff that we did for Mother's Day. Um, um, because I know many of you will be going out <coughs> with um, to eat with your mother or go see her or, or something of that nature. And let me say this. If you are blessed uh, to have your mother uh, still be with you, then you need to take some time for her today. Amen. Uh, mine's been gone now for several years. Uh, and um, uh, if, um, if you're blessed to have your mother, uh, then you should uh, take some time for today. Hallelujah. Service tonight will begin at 6 o'clock. Brother Joseph is going to be preaching tonight. So let's all come out to um, back to worship God and hear the word of the uh, Lord. After service tonight is very important. Uh, they, um, the youth made an announcement um, last week or week before last, and um, I think there might be some misunderstanding because I uh, was questioned about something, but... Um, they want to make sure that all of the young people uh, who is a part of Christ Family Church uh, can go to youth camp this year uh, if, uh, if, if, uh, if they want to go. And so um, using some of the money the youth has, and the church will help them out some, the church is going to pay for the week of youth camp for all the young people in Christ Family Church uh, that um, that's a part of this assembly. Um, so uh, uh, we want to do that. We want to support the uh, the camp. Um, it uh, uh, looks like it's going to be a great camp this year. It's in the month of June. Uh, we will be getting uh, some applications and all that stuff. Um, uh, printed off to uh, get out and laid out on the table just as soon as possible uh, so uh, you can have the information on that. But um, uh, we want to support our youth every way that we can. And uh, they uh, got some things they want to do. So uh, there were several hot dogs that were left over uh, and put in the freezer um, uh, from the outing that we had, the cookout, um, some time ago. Tonight after service, now I know just about everybody eats after service, whether you stop somewhere to go out to eat or you, you eat at home, but um, uh, we're going to be having a fundraiser to help our youth um, raise some money uh, tonight. This is the first of um, many things. Uh, Sister Jerry and Sister Kessie is going to be working together. There's uh, setting up some things for our youth. We're going to start doing some youth services again, uh, some various things. And um, tonight they're going to have um, uh, hot dogs or chili dogs uh, and, and uh, drinks and chips and stuff like that, some snacks, and uh, uh, doing this for um, uh, donations and fundraisers to build up the youth. So please um, uh, take the time to stay and support that. Uh, this evening uh, and uh, and be a blessing there. Tomorrow night is going to be our monthly prayer time. We 
we uh, postponed it a week uh, due to some deaths and some families, but we will be having our monthly prayer uh, tomorrow night. Uh, fellowship meeting is going to be at First Apostolic Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky on Barron River Road um, at uh, 7.30 um, uh, uh, this coming Friday night, so uh, everybody remember that. Uh, and um, and we got uh, we got some some somebody here that uh, uh, is fixing to tie the knot on Saturday, uh, Brother Joseph, and we are uh, wishing him and Anna all the very best as they begin their life together. Amen. Uh, how many is going to pray for him? Let me see your hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You're going they're going to need prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been married over 40 years. I still need it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So um, uh, we're glad for that, and we know God's going to bless them and use them. And um, although, uh, although we're saddened that, uh, uh, that Joseph is going to be uh, working in another field of labor for the time being, uh, uh, that, uh, but yet uh, we are happy for them. Uh, and um, and just praying for them, God will use him and Anna. And I know they're both uh, they both love the Lord, and they've got um, the the greatest thing. And I'm that I'm so thrilled of is they got a they got a burden for souls, uh, and that should take precedent over everything else in the church. All this other stuff is window dressing. Everything else is window dressing. There's, we got to have soul winning. We got to have outreach. Uh, and uh, without that, the church will die. There will not be no church without outreach. You're always just one generation from the church dying if we don't reach out. Hallelujah. So uh, we thank the Lord, amen, for those involved in that. We're going to get into the message this morning. And again, I covet your prayers. If I uh, move around as much as I normally do, it will definitely, you can say that man definitely has got, got the anointing on him. Hallelujah. Uh, today, but we're gonna we're gonna pull away from what we've been doing. Uh, we are we are preaching out of the book of First Peter, but this is Mother's Day, and uh, we appreciate all of our mothers and grandmothers that are here. And uh, I prayed and studied and uh, got a special uh, message and word I'd like to give in honor for our mothers today. We're going to be going to Second Timothy. Chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 3 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Paul told Timothy, I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I might be filled with joy. Verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is, also, uh, is in you also. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for this service. We thank you, God, for everyone that's here. We thank you for the mothers that are here. And now I'm asking God for your anointing to rest upon us that we might speak 
a word this next few minutes, and we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. I am tickled to death to see uh, Brother Randy and Sister Lisa back with us today. Hallelujah. We've been missing them. Amen. Brother uh, uh, Randy has a friend, a visitor that is uh, uh, with us today. We appreciate him. It's good to have Sister uh, Adela uh, with us today. Good to see Floyd. Amen. He's down um, to be with his mom. Been a while. Uh, man, I, uh, man, man, forgive me, but uh, our uh, our main drum player, Chris, is uh, is not able to play today with the dealings with his neck. And of course, and Greg, he, being Mother's Day, he's back home uh, um, with his mom. We should have got uh, Floyd up there on drums. He used to play drums all the time at church years ago. Uh, he, uh, he can't grow up and come through uh, uh, Christ Family Church, Full Gospel Church of Jesus Christ when Brother Hale was a pastor. So it's just good to see everybody out today. And, uh, uh, and I hope and pray that everybody, especially our mothers, have, has a, uh, a great day. Um, I know you've heard a lot of stories. Uh, Sister Darlene gave you, gave you one. And, Brother Travis gave you one about Taco Bell, <laughs> uh, but uh, I want to I want to share something with you. I found uh, starting out, a teacher gave her class of second graders a lesson one day on magnets and uh, what they do. The next day, she had a written test to give the students on the lesson that they had the previous day. One of the questions on the test was written like this. My full name has six letters. The first one is M. I pick up things. What am I? When the test papers were all turned in, the teacher was astonished to find that almost 50% of the students filled in the answer with the word mother. Amen. I think it went over your head. <laughs> She's taught about magnets one day, six-letter word. Next day, she says, on the test question, my, uh, my full name is six letters. The first one is M. I pick up things. What am I? Most of the kids, half the kids anyway, says Mother. Anybody here ever had Mama going by and behind you picking up after you? All right, Hallelujah, Amen. And one other before I get get into the message, and listen this close because this is a part of the message. This was written by Dorothy Nolte, and it's entitled "Children Learn What They Live." Children learn what they live. If a child lives with criticism. He learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to be shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns 
to appreciate. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. Those words are so true today. You see, all of us have things which are passed on to us from our lineage. And by the way, I'm going to be speaking today on a subject titled, The Lineage of a Christian Mother. The Lineage of a Christian Mother. All of us have things which are passed on to us today from our lineage. It can be material things such as houses, property, wealth. It can be physical things such as high blood pressure or other generic diseases. You can even, as some of you have, inherit temper. Amen. Sometimes we, hinder, uh, we uh, inherit tendencies toward depression. But there is one desirable thing which all mothers should strive to pass on to their children, and that is a genuine faith, which leads to godly living. No other thing you could pass on which would impact their lives in such a way so they would come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior because of a life of faith lived by a Christian mother. The lineage of a Christian mother. Hallelujah. We, we work hard and we strive, amen, to give our children everything that we can give them. Most parents, they want uh, their children's life to be so much easier than theirs. They want to have it to be better than theirs. But I'm here to declare to you today, amen, that the greatest thing that any parent, not just a mother, but that any parent, amen, can pass on to their children is a genuine faith. A faith that is real. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Paul told Timothy, he said, when I call to remembrance, amen, the genuine faith that you've got into you, why is that faith there? Why is it so easy for Timothy, amen, to have faith in God? Because he had a grandmother by the name of Lois who had a genuine faith in her life. Hallelujah. He had a mother by the name of Eunice. Amen. Who had a genuine faith in her life. Hallelujah. You cannot pass nothing on any greater to your children. Amen. Than a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing no better. Hallelujah. That's the greatest thing. There's some things that identify with a genuine faith. There's some fruits. There's some things that we can see out of somebody's life to whether or not they've got a genuine faith or not. Apostle Paul, he recognized these fruits in Timothy's mother and his grandmother. And we need to investigate our lives to see if we got these fruits, if, if we are uh, showing that we have a genuine faith that we can pass on to our children. Amen. The first thing that comes to my mind, excuse me, is faithfulness in service. Faithfulness 
in service. I am positive that when Timothy was growing up in the presence of his mother and grandmother, he was taught by simple lifestyles and actions to be faithful in whatever you do for Christ or his church. Apostle Paul knew Timothy's mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois had a faith which was genuine and real because they lived faithful lives for everyone to see, including the ever-watching eyes of a growing child by the name of Timothy who would grow up, grow up to be a powerful, amen, pillar in the church of God because of the lifestyle of his mother and his grandmother. Amen. Faithfulness in serving. Uh, hallelujah. There's nothing else, moms, you can teach your children than to be faithful in whatever you do. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean in everything, amen, that you do. Amen. I mean it's important. Amen. A child needs to know that when they grow up, uh, amen, and they get a job, uh, amen, they need to be faithful to, uh, amen, the company that, the, that has hired them, that has given them the ability to work. They need to understand that laying out two or three days a week will definitely affect your paycheck. Hallelujah. But it's not only being faithful on that, but it's being faithful, amen, in prayer. If you notice 1 Thessalonians on the screen, chapter 5 and verse 7, there's a verse that's very short that just simply says, Pray without ceasing. And in God's Word translation, which is a modern translation, it translates like this, never stop praying. In other words, the lineage of a Christian mother would be that her children would notice a pattern of prayer in mom's daily life, calling on God faithfully and regularly without fail. Shame on any mother whose children grow up and never see her on her knees in prayer. Amen. That child, it's important for that child, amen, know that you're a praying mom. Amen. And that you pray for them. Hallelujah. Amen. I wonder, you know, there's a lot of people sitting on the pews right today that wouldn't be even living right now if it wasn't for a praying mother or grandmother. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot of you, amen, lived and survived and God, and God kept you to the day that you was able to get saved simply because you had a praying mother or grandmother. Hallelujah. We need to be faithful in prayer. Amen. And um, uh, having a pattern in our daily life, calling on God faithfully and regularly without fail. Also, amen, faithfulness. In church, faithfulness in church is the next thing uh, coming up on the screen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, everybody knows this scripture. He says, Not forsaken the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church, children need to see a consistency of mothers who have faithfulness in the tenets of the house of God. Not forming habits of putting other things ahead of that devotion. Amen. I know some, I know some fathers today that I talked to years ago who's got children 
that's, that's not serving God today. They carried them to church when nothing else was going on. But they let the child seem like it's all right to skip church for certain things because every time there was a ball game coming on, they let the child know it's all right to skip church to go watch the favorite ball team. Church, we have got to have a consistency and be faithful in our church attendance, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. And I'm going to here to tell you, I know there's a lot of people think that they can go to, go to heaven without going to church, but the devil has lied to you and you followed after the hook, line, and seeker if you believe that because he's coming back after the church. And if you're not in it, guess what? You're, not, you're going to be left behind. Hallelujah. we got to have a faithfulness in church, and children need to see a consistency. Amen. And mothers who are faithful. I'm talking about today, amen, things that, 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 that are fruits, that proves that there's a, the faith that is in a mother is a genuine faith. Amen. It is real. It's not, it's not pretended. Hallelujah. Then also... They need to see a faithfulness to God's Word. A faithfulness to God's Word. Psalms 119, 105. He said, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. Another sign of a mother who has a genuine faith is when the children can see and hear her read and devote herself to the Word of God every day. Christian mothers will go to the Bible for guidance, strength, and assurance, and it will be a vital part of every family's life. I remember an old song they used to sing years ago, Family Bible. Anybody here remember that? There's a family Bible on the table. It's pages torn and hard to read. I, I like. There's a, um, a saying that I've seen on the Internet from time to time. That's, uh, uh, that goes something like this. I might not have it exactly right, but it says, A Bible uh, that is uh, uh, torn apart usually is owned by someone's life who's not. Hallelujah. Uh, we, need to, we need to show our children that the Word of God is important to give us guidance. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. It helps lead me. It helps guide me. When, I, when I'm trying to make decisions, amen, that could be life-altering decisions, amen, you can find answers when you're looking for those answers in the Word of God. Hallelujah. And we need to let our children see that. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to come to the part of the message talking about faithfulness to the home. Faithfulness to the home. Amen. We've talked about faithfulness and service, but I want to talk about faithfulness to the home. Now, what I'm fixing to talk about now is not politically correct and not even popular, even in a lot of churches today. But the feminist movement has sought to liberate the modern woman, to break her free from the chains which held her to the mothers, mothers of the past. They say, put yourself first, put your career first, your enjoyment. 
But I'm here to tell you, and I believe any true Christian mother can actually say this, that true joy and fulfillment for any Christian mother is to be present with their children, to watch their development, help shape their future, and see them succeed and thrive in life. Amen. That is true fulfillment. Apostle Paul set the guidelines for all Christian mothers. Now, you don't have to be a Christian mother, but you must follow these guidelines if you're going to be one. Titus. It's up on the screen, chapter 2 and verse 5. He says, talking to uh, uh, the mothers and the women, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home. That scripture again in the English Standard Version says to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, and kind. That's what the ESV Version says. Church, there is no greater calling, career, or position than that of a mother who guides the home and raises her children to love the Lord and be a positive force of good and righteousness in this otherwise perverse world. I want to speak to the mothers directly. Mothers, your job is more important is more of important than the preacher's job, the president's job. Even though the husband is the breadwinner, hallelujah. After all, the old saying and the old adage is still stands true today. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Hallelujah. I don't care what the world says. There's no greater job. There's no greater position. A mother's got the greatest opportunity to form lives and to shape lives, amen, than anybody else. She can reach further, amen, than the preacher, amen, than the president, amen, with what God has put on her. And I promise you, ladies, I promise you, mothers, amen, there's no way, and I hope, I hope I get a response on this, there's no way that you can ever pay a mother enough for what all she does. Amen. I said I hope for a response. Hallelujah. You can take all the guys in here, put them together, and all the paychecks, put them together. Amen. And it's still not worth the pay, amen, of the mother who guides the home, who takes care of the home. There's a legacy. There's a lineage. Hallelujah. The lineage of a Christian mother. And as I work my way to close in the message today, I want to go back again to what Paul said. He said, I call to remembrance that genuine faith, Timothy, that you've got in you. Your faith is real. I've heard my wife say several times, she says, I want to be real. We're living in a world of pretense today. We're living in a world of, of put on. But um, I'm going to tell you what, the genuine article, the real thing, is better than any, any imitation any day. Amen? Hallelujah. He said that genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother unit, Lois, 
and in your mother Eunice. He said, I am persuaded is in you also. Hallelujah. We need to be thankful for mothers who pass down a genuine faith. Amen. That is, uh, that is shared. It makes us think. Hallelujah. If you had a mother that prayed for you, amen, you got, you're blessed. I, um, I read a lot of the writings of Abraham Lincoln. Um, I personally think uh, that he's one of the, uh, the greatest presidents that we ever had in this nation. Uh, this man was a wise man, uh, and he was a man who had strong faith and believed in God. And um, one of the things that Abraham Lincoln said, he was talking about poverty. And uh, poverty was really ra- uh, uh, rapid back in the days of his pre- pre- presidency. And a lot of people were affected by poverty. And as he was talking about poverty, these are the words of Abraham Lincoln. He says, No child is ever poor who has a godly mother. Amen. No child is ever poor who has a godly mother. Because even though there might not be money, in the pocketbook or food in the cupboard, that mother knows how to pray. Hallelujah. Our former First Lady, Sister Daisy Hill, she was a lady of faith. She was a prayer warrior. Um, She knew how to pray back in the early days when things was really thin. She knew how to pray prayers strong enough to send them food set on the, on, on, on the, on the, on the porch by the very one in the community. Amen. It was considered one of the most sinful mans of, uh, of the community. Hallelujah. It means something to have the lineage of a Christian mother. And I appreciate all the mothers that are here today. Now, I'm going to do something today in closing of this service that we have never done before on a Mother's Day service. But I would like, I would like all of our mothers to come and line up across the front, close to the stage, And then I'd like everybody else to come behind them. And if your mother or your grandmother is here, I'd like you to come and stand behind them. And if there's a mother here today, uh, ladies, would y'all turn and face this way because they're going to be coming and standing behind you. If, there's, if there is a mother here today who doesn't have a child, one of their children here, somebody else come and stand behind that mother in place of that child. I want somebody, I want everybody up here and, and I want every mother to have somebody 
Now, if you're standing behind your mother and grandmother, as we pray, I want you to lay your hands on their back. And number one, I want you to pray, say, Lord, I thank you for my mother, for my grandmother. I thank you for this lady in my life. If it wasn't for me, wasn't for her, I would not be here today. Amen. Hallelujah. And then just pray a prayer of thanksgiving. If you're standing behind a mother that's not yours because a child's not here, just, just thank God for that mother. And then I want you to pray for God to bless them because... Up to this present day, there's not a mother standing up here that has received what she deserves. She will not receive it all until she gets to heaven. But you can pray for God's blessing on her, amen, and, and to help her, amen, in her life. If she's, if she's battling an illness of some kind, a sickness, you pray for God, amen, to touch her and heal her. Let's all pray together right now. Pray right now for that person that you're behind. Heavenly Father.